0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Biebs. I'm here with my co-host, Chen. We're about a half week late on the episode, we promised. We're here recording on a Thursday. Uh, We were just kind of getting some things in order, prepping how we want to go about the offseason, so our apologies for that. But we should be good to go moving forward with weekly releases as normal. Uh, We got some special treats for you today. We're going to talk AFC North cap room free agency draft situations uh maybe a little bit of talk about the number one pick the potential <laughs> moves and then if we got time we'll talk about the combine and just kind of state of affairs with what's going on as it's I'm pretty sure it's happening today i'd have to yeah. double check that but chen i'll flip it to you before we stop before we start uh how you doing today man
1: oh i'm amped up i'm not even gonna lie uh for whatever reason the afc north i mean we got some franchise lore there that we've been yeah. playing around putzing around with but uh Even the Bears conversation is very interesting because that number one pick has a lot of layers to it, whether it's people who might receive it, whether it's just what the Bears do with it, the type of package. Um, Do you wait to trade that pick before free agency or after? A lot of discussions, a lot of good ones we're going to have today. Um, But, hey, I might just roll right into it if you're all good with that. All you. um, I I just – we got the FC North on the docket today. We'll go with, uh, just from the top down, we'll go with the Ravens just to start things off. And look, the outlook for them, uh, it's still optimistic, uh, right? Like if you're able to retain that roster, um, I think Justin Matabuque might be the way to say it. Uh, whether it is Mata Beast, he's got he 12 and a half sacks last year. Young player, they have to retain. If they don't, th- that will be an issue. Um, just due to the fact that, I believe they tagged or have worked something out with Geno Stone, Um, but Clowney's up for a contract. The cornerback room outside of Marlon Humphrey is not great. And Patrick Queen is also up for a new deal. Uh, So there's some major components there that made that defense so good that might not be there next season if they don't spend what, five million dollars of cap room they have left <laughs> um did, and they're um, also losing...
0: did the oh, bears yeah. extend roquan before that trade or did he sign the extension he with signed the Ravens? with the Ravens. Okay. did
1: yeah so they probably actually might have him on a good deal i think towards the back end of that is where it's really going to be good value um but from the, yeah, the perspective of can you retain patrick queen if oh, so wow. for how much um the rest of your roster is gonna be a little handicapped. I mean, the wide receiver room right now is a flowers and not much else. Yeah, there's is <laughs> up, Odell, Nelson Aguilar, literally the rest of the room is up for free agency. So when it comes to just the draft, uh, they're gonna to have to hit basically in the late rounds. You try and snag a receiver um old line wise they might be losing out on kevin zietler but i think they're going to be okay they still got that core there with ronnie stanley tyler lindenbaum uh they they got pieces and i don't think this is gonna be a major rebuild you could throw in running back um gus edwards i know was up the contract And there's actually a lot of guys that hit the market i don't want to stray too far away from the ravens but i think it's very interesting that i believe saquon tony pollard austin Eckler, like a good majority, Derrick Henry, of the top running backs in the league are going to be probably going to new teams this season, which we've talked about a lot in the pod of just running backs. Unfortunately, it's just the way it is. They're very replaceable, no matter how elite you are at the position nowadays. Yeah, and of all, the, all of the guys change.
0: you just named came, are coming off their rookie contract, which is crazy.
1: This it's, is really crazy. I think thing.
0: the teams have just realized, like, we're not going to. We're just gonna draft another rookie. Like they, yeah. it's it, it's like a it's like they're playing fantasy football every three years with the running back room. Like oh yeah, we'll just redraft. Let's get somebody yeah. else. And like to it, be it, honest, it's...
1: if it works, it works. I mean, the issue is we just keep getting running backs. I mean, at the end, like Braylon Allen, Wisconsin guy, first comes to mind. There's a lot of just good talent that comes out every single year from that group. And, uh until I think that's limited. Your running
0: back in my in my opinion I think that talent pool is a little bit limited um this oh, is the uh, just no just of the future of the running back position like mm. way off topic and we don't have to spend much time on it but I do think that Internet. like kids growing up are very much incentivized to play receiver now and yeah 20 20 15. 10 to 20 years ago when all of these guys who are entering the league now were kids, the stars of the league were and Tomlinson, right? Chris Johnson, they were Adrian running back, Adrian Peterson. That was what you wanted to be. And now I think that's changed. And so I wonder if as time catches up, talent at that position will start to become more of a premium. And that's when running backs will start to, the good running backs will start to get, actually get paid like they are. A premium talent because they've separated from the pack
1: oh yeah i think that definitely we could see something like that um just due to the fact of the way things are going with nil deals and really the sport as a whole i mean with you think of other sports you can play in college and make a lot of money from the nil do you risk your body playing tackle football and that's again a major discussion there. I mean we're the whole Will Smith concussion movie with that one. But um it's it's just something when I when I look at the Ravens, it's like I, I bring it up and like, yeah, Gus Edwards is expiring. They really don't have anybody left in that room, maybe a returning JK Dobbins, but it's very easily replaceable. They could find that talent in the fifth or sixth round. Um and when you got Lamar Jackson, it's just gonna make that run game easier because you have to account for the fact that he's going to go the other way when he's about to hand that ball off. So I don't think that's a major need for them. It's really, I think, just trying to retain what you can and then building off of their receiving room, um, any just shoring up spots on defense. But this is a team that was 13-4 last year. They lost to the Super Bowl champions, not by much. Um, Really think they just need to rely on internal improvements. I mean, Zay Flowers was a rookie, and he's, I think, going to really take a leap this year. Uh, and I believe Greg Roman's gone, so it, it should be a new look, kind of rejuvenated Ravens team that hopefully can contend for the AFC title.
0: Yeah, I, I that's well said. I don't really have much to add. Um, you know, just looking at their their page, uh, Roquan, we mentioned him, he's got 13 half million dollar deal through 2028. Uh, so it's, that, that is gonna be that a, is, steal. Uh, that's a steal. Uh, wow. and they probably won't have to re-sign him at that point cuz he'll be or, or like they'll never pay him legitimate top what he money. deserves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it, it, as long as he doesn't renegotiate at some point or something like that. But um Mark Andrews slightly underpaid at 16 mil for the next few years like it's a 7 million dollar hit, a couple bonuses, but I'll have to see how many years he has on that left, but um i'm a little surprised for a team just from a macro like look at it from the outside right um a team that does not have a lot of star power in skill positions Mm. um outside of the quarterback position it's a little surprising you know because the skill positions are where the big money goes uh, it's a little surprising to see them just like 16 mil free cap you know what i'm saying um it's They're not in a bad situation. I don't know, because I look at the roster and it's a little envious because it's like, okay, well, they took the money and reinvested it into the places where I think actually matter, which is defense, D-line, O-line. I think they could use to spend a little bit more on receivers, but they they did spend on Mark Andrews, so that's like you kind of roll that dice. He's been injured, so. It's good wide receiver one money if you look at it that way. Yeah that's, you know, an option, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, and that's that's exactly what I'm trying to say. And it's like, okay, you, you took the chance on Zay Flowers. I think that was a hit. And, and yeah. maybe you solve that, you know, you pay him the the first round money for five years or four more years, uh, and you solve that issue then and you have your number one receiver on a tiny deal, uh, much right. like we've seen did the Jeffersons, the Chases do, or Eric like, Wilson? Yeah, much like we've seen Arky a lot there. of team, a lot of teams do lately. Um, it, it's it'll be interesting. The Ravens' problems. They when we get into these offseason discussions, we'll get to teams like the Bears, the Patriots, the Commanders, where it's like all hands on deck, lots of cap room, complete rebuild, restructure mode. Ravens wow. are very much in like maintain reload, and go win a Super Bowl, um, hmm. which is just, mm-hmm. it's just interesting to, I think you hit the nail on the head, those teams that can sustain playoff success, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the whatever, you know, year after year after year, the, the Packers, even the Steelers of old, uh, right. they draft well and go deep in the playoffs with their core. I mean, you have the Chiefs who probably got a Pro Bowl running back in the seventh round last year. Which is so how many, how many times did the <laughs> Patriots so off? good, man? Yeah. How many times great, did the Patriots man. pull something like that off? Right. Like Edelman's a Pro Bowler. He was a late round pick. I mean, first off, Brady was a six-round pick. They had been to the Super Bowl a few years before that. Like it was yeah. very that's what people don't realize is those late round picks are what sustain dynasties and, and not even just dynasties, just like continued playoff success. Um and then you probably have your star quarterback. Like that's usually a good a good thing. Good start. Yeah. But we can pivot, we can pivot over to the Bengals if you want. I mean, this is the hot, the hot topic. Uh, and there's really not much to add. They gave the they gave the tag to T T Higgins, but until they really make that distinction and decision, there's not much choice for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? That is what is looming over the franchise is like, okay, we got Burrow on the extension. The chase contract is looming. It's either next year or this year, right? Yeah. He's on his last, the last year of his rookie deal. Um, the horizon. And, and then I think it's, I think this is his fifth year. We're going in. Yeah. This. Cause I know
1: Justin uh, Jefferson's there's been a lot of talk with his extension. Yeah,
0: And so then T Higgins was drafted the year before him. They gave him an extension. It, it, are they really going to try – or they gave him the tag. Are they really going to try and get both those guys locked up in the same offseason next year, right? And then you have the curious, you know, <laughs> the curious case of Joe Mixon, who – let me just pull mm. this up – Um, 28 years old. He's a free agent after next year but took a hometown discount last year to stay. Yeah. Uh, I, they're getting him for – Eight mil, eight and a half mil last year. Like, I think that's pretty decent value. Um, so yeah, it's not like uh, that's a situation where when we talk about running backs, that's about what I'd be willing to spend for that. Yeah,
1: I, I would agree. I think that's like as high as I was once he gets like that 10 million mark, that's where you kind of start to yeah. eyeball it. And, a bit. I, and
0: it sounds crazy, like, oh, it, and and here's why like teams like the giants, teams like the chargers are letting these guys probably walk because the value Jonathan Taylor's maybe the one exception because he was so good at like 21 years old or 22 years old where it's like, okay, we could sign him to a five-year deal and not have to worry about like the way he yeah,
1: match that value.
0: Yeah. Like 27 is the miracle age, right? Everybody says running backs after for 27, that that's the peak. Right. And that's been the hot Twitter take for years. Um, which, by the way, side note, learned the other day that Todd Gurley is younger than Derrick Henry and is actually still in his twenties. So it's just it's insane. Unfair. It's unfair. It's, to it's, Todd it's, it's insane. He, I think, he could have got another deal. He just, I'm pretty sure, he just retired. Like, he chose I, yeah, him. I think he just didn't have, like want to
1: because he definitely is a, like at least a
0: practice squad player. Like yeah. his last season with the Falcons, he could still get in the end zone. Yeah. So. Until they can long-term commit to T. Higgins um, and decide this Jamar Chase deal, the Bengals aren't even in that great of a cap situation without those two probably big contracts. If I had to guess, uh, the Bengals are not going to have T. Higgins on their team after next year. And that's why they did the tag, because they want to try and run it back one more time when everybody's healthy. Um, And and T. Higgins is going to go to the free market and get a big contract, which might ultimately help the Bengals long-term in my opinion, because if you get your one guy, you got chase. Okay. We committed to that. We've got our quarterback committed to that. Um, I think it can help more if, you know, you're paying instead of paying two receivers, exponential percentage of your cap space, you're paying one. And then that money goes somewhere else. Right. So if, For example, if you have 50 mil assigned to pay your receivers and let's say you have 25 and 25 going to T and Jamar Chase, not that it would be that even, but these random numbers, okay, T Higgins goes somewhere else. Okay. Well then we're actually going to give Jamar Chase 35 and now we have an extra 15 mil to spend elsewhere. Like just basic, basic budgeting conversation that in my opinion will help if T Higgins is out of the picture. I can. It's insane that they got all this talent on rookie deals for so long. I mean, dude, in the span of two years, they drafted Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and T. Higgins. Like, yeah. it, it, it was insane. No and, and um, I would like to see them spend more money on their offensive line. I think they need to invest there. They've invested draft capital there, and it hasn't quite panned out. People, st- I still under- I don't understand this, and you can attest this. People still make the, I still see the Penny Sewell meme pop up. That's yeah, it's kind of dead. And I mean, feel like I feel like that's just like dude, they went to a super bowl, like yeah, it, they won that draft pick as crazy as I thought it was. As because Sewell's been a beast in Detroit, um, right? Jamar Chase has just been that game breaking. So, I, look, I, I would like to see them invest more in O line and defense, but there's just a lot of the, the bangles to me right now when you look and this is very like i don't want to get too into the details of all the numbers and whatnot but the bangles feel very much like too like they're a soft rebuild away from like holy crap this roster is phenomenal and they've got these yeah. questions of t higgins tyler boyd is another question who I think we'll stick around and we'll get a hometown. He'll take a hometown discount and end up being wide receiver two and retire with the Bengals, would be my guess. Um, that could be way off, but we'll see.
1: Bengals fans I, can only hope.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. He might even be a free agent this year.
1: He is. That's yeah. the issue, really. Is can you retain a guy when you already tagged T. Higgins? I mean, that's a big hit for this year to your receiver room. I thought um, that was next year. A hometown so...
0: discount. That's a good story. I thought that was next year he was the free agent. Um, yeah. He, I, I take back what I said. If he's a free agent this year and I just tagged Higgins, he's probably going to be on a different team.
1: Which is unfortunate yeah. because if you lose Higgins next year, it's Jamar Chase against the world unless you hit on a later pick this season, get somebody for cheap. Um, yeah. I don't know.
0: Sorry, um, no, you're all good and I'm just wrapping up like I, I I don't want to get too into the numbers and everything. They've got their guy, quarterback locked up. Um they're going to re-sign Chase. That's inevitable. So from there, it it just really feels like two, three years away this roster is going to be peaking. I think we talk like very much like OKC Thunder going to the finals is the mm. feel of them in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just going to be a matter of like keeping it together. Unlike the Thunder did, right with with Harden, Westbrook, and Durant, Um, and it's it's just interesting. It's just interesting. Like I, I, all I'm trying to say is two to three years away. Figure this out, and all of a sudden, now we can. No, we're no longer focusing on skill positions, and we're all in on like, okay, let's build a stacked up defense. Let's build a stacked up line, and and get this team ready to contend in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that they are AFC contenders as is, but there's still some holes. Whereas you look at a roster like the Chiefs, who just proved to win a Super Bowl with a seventh-round running back and mm. the worst receiving core in the league, <laughs> but they have yeah. the best, one of the best defenses of all time back there. Uh, I think that's going to change some people's outlooks.
1: Definitely. I-, I think it's definitely shifting that way of invest in the defense because good defenders are harder to find. Um, I'm not going to say anybody can play receiver, but when you look at the running back receivers, you can get a lot of pulls from like the fifth, sixth, seventh round for those positions. I mean, immediately I think of the Packers with Octavian Wicks looked better than Christian Watson. Not Jaden Reed at times, but those are guys that they were not first round, you know, top of the draft picks. Dude, Devontae Adams
0: was a fifth rounder, fourth rounder, wasn't he? He was a second.
1: Yeah, but Who
0: who am I thinking of then? Oh, that, I know that Jordy was a was fourth that, or fifth No, It, must, it must, been Jones, George, must,
1: like, must have been Jordy Nelson then. Yeah, like dry, even Donald Driver was a seventh round pick himself out of Alcorn State. Like there's just some guys that you, you can find that position going back in time. Uh, Julian Edelman was a great example earlier. You can find them late. And I think the trend really needs to be from a smart GM perspective, probably defense first. It's just it's the bottom line. If you got your quarterback and your left tackle, you can find the rest, and then invest in the defense because it's really hard to find good defenders nowadays. Yeah.
0: Hey, and it's not like the the Bengals haven't invested in some key defensive pieces. I mean, Trey Henderson, Trey Hendrickson, yeah, Logan up. Wilson, Logan Wilson. I even, I mean, Sam Hubbard. I think is a solid deal that they have. Montreame Pratt. Like they've got some good pieces. I'm just kind of speaking from an outside level, and I'm not saying that the guys there won't be those guys in two to three years. It just Fair really up. feels like this T. Higgins debates is looming over. Every, anytime anybody talks about the Bengals, oh, what are they going to do with T. Higgins? And sure, they tagged him, but now, you, you know, you can afford it's to do that, because, basically. I mean, they, they took my they took my Madden franchise philosophy and applied it to real life, which yeah. you know what it actually works in Madden, man. It <laughs> so, pans out. And, and you out. Know it worked it for the Rams. Pan, pan it worked for the Rams. Like right. Like
1: there's ways to restructure and there's ways to smartly restructure contracts. I mean, it, we see it all the time. Um, I just I'm hoping for. The Bengals fans' sake. Like they got to a Super Bowl, but I believe mean, they have not won one in the franchise's existence. And in order to do so, we saw the Chiefs this season. You you gotta have you probably have to field a top ten defense minimum. I think that's kind of the going rate because at the end of the day, for an entire playoff run, it's very difficult to Lead with your offense and try and put up 30 points every playoff. It's just tough to do. We saw Detroit, I mean, they put up over 30 and lost. So great conversations. Um, Did you want me to pivot to the Browns or you feel like tackling the Steelers? No,
0: you can go Browns and we'll close with Steelers. I mean, these two teams are the last two positive cap space teams before you get to the like eight or so negative teams. So.
1: Yeah, Which will be even fun to kind of dive into. Because even with the Browns, man, I know we say they're positive right now. But a lot of uh, we just talked about the running back market and a lot of really the top guys in the league getting free agency. The idea of Nick Chubb being one of them, I think Browns fans don't want to see. I don't think he deserves it. I mean, the guy's incredible. So you're talking about, talking about next year? Yeah. Uh, okay. It's really the fact that Bottom line, it's like an $18 million cap hit for him going into the season. And uh, no matter who, how good you are at running back, this is a team that I, I think a lot of people thought they're going to the divisional round, potentially conference with a guy they picked up off the couch. Love Joe Flacco. But it was like Deshaun Watson, PJ Walker, Dorian Thompson, Smith, or whatever, Dorian Thompson Robinson, whatever. They went through three to four quarterbacks this season. And we're still like 11 and 6, 12 and 5. So, this is a roster that can get it done. I don't think you need a elite running back to get done because Nick Chubb wasn't there. If you take that, it is very enticing as a GM to be wow, I could take 20 more millions, invest in our defense, and lock that up. We already got no line, David Njoku, weapons. Let's go somewhere else. And I think. It stinks, man, to say Nick Chubb should be cut because he's going to go somewhere else and be great. I love if he went to the Ravens; that would be just poetic. Don't yeah. know if they have cap room for it, but uh, I don't know, man. I hate just that I'm getting it out, and putting it out there, and every Browns fan is going to be sick. But it's just kind of the reality of the business world because uh, you don't even know what he's going to be like when he comes back. So I mean, if he's not, yeah.
0: yeah. Here's what I'll say about Nick Chubb it is you're right on the money. You have no idea what he's going to look like when he comes back. Um, he's 29 and he that has one year. left. Yeah. He's got one year left on his deal. Let me run this by you. You just, you don't make any moves now and you just, you don't cut. Him. You it? don't. Yeah. You just sit on the deal. He's paid. He's due for 15.8 mil this year. Um, you you've got that deal locked, like it, it's there, right? You don't rest- There's nowhere to restructure and put the money on the back end, right? And then trade him to another team or something. I think you just let it ride, and if he comes back and isn't himself, you just kind of let him walk, right? Yeah. Or or he's not himself, and maybe you take the risk and you get him for half that when he's thirty to thirty-two on like a two to three-year deal. Uh, that's I didn't realize. Let me pitch
1: this. Smith. Would you have Nick Chubb or like Sneed? Or a yeah. Legerius <laughs> uh, Snead?
0: Or, yeah. Like I mean, I mean it's not
1: like they, they do have
0: Miles Garrett. Let's not, you know. Right, but Jerry Smith is probably I mean, going to walk. Got, I, it, can Legerius Snead? This is a crazy take, but is there a place for him? They've got Greg Newsom and Denzel Ward.
1: Yeah, I mean that. It's just I'm throwing out there the idea of a complimentary star. I think you're, you I think you're your missing.
0: Position. I think you're missing the bigger the bigger issue with Cleveland, and I'm assuming you're gonna get to it, and that's that they're freaking paying Deshaun Watson like sixty million dollars this year or something. Yeah, and you can't really get out of it. The Broncos found a way. The Broncos found a way. Uh, well,
1: yeah, I mean, they're eating like $40 million in dead cap this season. It's not the best way. I mean, he is, um, but he it's is a way. Li-
0: it's literally a $63.9 million cap this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, my goodness. And, and last year, he was $19 million. And, and this is the most backloaded contract I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, talk about kicking the ball yeah, down the road.
0: He is a he is sixty three million dollar hit for the next three years. And that is, oh man, Oof, man. and you uh, cannot you that's tremendous. Uh, cut him. It's it's a like hundred million dollar penalty.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will say before I mean it was that Ravens comeback they had, and then he was done for the season. If he's able to kind of ramp up, get a full off season, stay out of problems and issues it doesn't matter he's still not
0: worth that he's still oh absolutely not yeah Yeah. i'm not
1: arguing that i'm just hoping that for cleveland's sake i mean he comes around and he's hopefully in the top 15 i mean look
0: i think you hit the nail on the head this is a roster that was in the playoffs with uh, joe flacco
1: yeah (laughs) but guy practice squad guy
0: like the rosters there, even, but but my concern is the forty three million dollar increase in pay from twenty twenty three to twenty twenty four to Deshaun Watson. Where was that forty three million dollars? Inv- yeah, where was that forty three million dollars invested this year that no longer can be? Uh, that's going to be seen next year on the field. And I I agree with you. Maybe, maybe you are right. Maybe you do move. Uh, Nick Chubb because that's the easiest position you can look at and say we can replace this,
1: yeah. And just that you need the money, I mean, almost 20 million dollars to get out of a running back contract can use that 20 million to shore up a lot of other places and stinks because really, any one of those guys you fill in, even if it's two or three players, is probably not going to equivalent to what a healthy Nick Chubb might put on the field. Um, but it is the question mark of a guy that's 29 coming off a serious injury. You don't know what he's going to look like. He could come back and be ridiculously good, or he can come back and look like a Todd Gurley, where all of a sudden the guy just doesn't even have it anymore. You know, that yeah. pass game, the game. And, uh,
0: yeah, I won't be drafting him in fantasy, I'll tell you that.
1: No, yeah,
0: definitely really stay away. And, stay he's away st- <laughs> and He's sitting on uh, my dynasty team, and I, I haven't known what to do with him for – almost eight months now, and I still don't know what to do with them because nobody's going to take them.
1: No, you're not going to get back equivalent value. It's kind of a rock and hard place there. Uh, But even draft-wise, this is not a team with a good outlook because of the Watson trait. They don't have a first-round pick this year. So when you're looking at reloading, you're hoping you hit on your two and three with whatever position you think needs that depth. Uh, whether it's in the front seven, quarterback. secondary, <laughs> quarterback, you know, maybe if a guy falls late and you got a prospect you love, but it is, uh, I want to say things aren't breaking Cleveland. It's a playoff team that's going to get some guys back from injury. They still have some ways to manipulate this roster, but, uh, ooh, I think they'd really love the picks right now because you don't need Sean Watson,
0: especially for the number
1: they're giving him. This yeah, team could look that, a lot better
0: well circa twenty 2020, twenty 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 one the Russell Wilson and Sean Watson trades uh, might go down as one and two I'm not even disasters yeah. it's just just disaster. I mean worse than the Ricky Williams days like Herschel Walker Herschel Walker like it's it's pretty bad it's up there yeah it's up there, man. yeah um, I will say when we have these conversations, the NFL did increase the cap this coming year by I
1: oh, say, 20 some mil, something, something. Pretty good. something it was yeah, a good
0: number. Yeah, it was it was like okay, they're they're helping some teams out here. But um, you ready to pivot to the Steelers?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. All right, so here's how I'll start this this Steelers conversation. All right. We were playing franchise last week. I took over the Steelers, and I took them to a Super Bowl victory in three years. Okay, um, very much Mike dicta philosophy. Give me three years, and we'll be in the dance. Like, <laughs> got it done. Okay, uh, that's not gonna happen uh, in real life. So just, I just felt much. like I just felt <laughs> I just felt like bringing that up. The Steelers roster that won that Super Bowl consisted of Jordan Love, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, yeah. uh, Pat fryer was still there. Uh, Najee Harris was still there.
1: Defense uh, was intact, too.
0: Defense was intact. I did trade for Greg Newsom, but we're way off base here. The reality is, is when I picked up that that is one of the best ways to take on a roster and just learn what's going on with it. Um, mm. throw yourself into it at least for myself they have a lot of contracts that are easy pickings like okay you get rid of these like they have three million dollars in free cap space going into this offseason um, and I'm not saying that they do this immediately but I, the Kenny Pickett experience in my, in my eyes needs to be over like I, I think we're I I've, I wouldn't have said that but now I would like I've just kind of reached that point where it's like this is not this is not worth it. I don't know what they do from here. Maybe you draft another quarterback this year, but yeah. uh, it's it, this isn't like Madden where you can just find another quarterback and trade away assets, you know, trade away a first round pick to the Packers to get Jordan Love. Like they're going to, they're just not ever going to take that deal. Um, so it, it's a very dicey. What do you, where do you even find this quarterback? Right. Uh, well, I'm but, glad you pitched that question. Go
1: ahead. Riddle <laughs> me this, Batman. What about the idea of Russ cooking on a minimum oh, deal? Oh my! I'm seeing he's gonna get a minimum deal? deal because of because of the fact he's still gonna get that almost forty million guaranteed from the Broncos dead money this year. That there was an article that came out in an interview. He said he'd be open to taking a minimum for the right team and i feel like the steelers would be an amazing situation to walk into with a stable head coach new offensive coordinator so it's russ
0: is he like a certified free agent at this point or like what's the what's the technical classification of his I, i
1: don't think it is possible to bring back a guy that openly admitted to an interview that yeah uh sean payton the coach staff came up to me and said if i don't Take away my injury clause, wherever in his contract, like the guaranteed money that he was going to be bench. And they ended up benching him for Jarrett Sidham and missed the playoffs ultimately, probably because of it. And I just don't think that relationship is redeemable. And it looks like, from what it sounds like for the Broncos side of things, is they're willing to do a Packers where they eat that dead money this year and just figure things out. I, I just don't think it won that Russell Wilson will be the Broncos starter. And if he really is open to taking the minimum, You are opening up options to anywhere, literally. Oh, I mean,
0: you could. I didn't even know he said that. That could have fired the ground. It
1: was was an interesting thing for me because I I know we're going to hop on to Justin Fields later, but that makes the QB market very interesting. He could go any great team that he sees fit because there's a lot of starting opportunities. Russell Wilson is still one of the doubt. 32 quarterbacks in the nfl i don't want to get that twisted dude
0: he we rip playing, on, a lot I, we rip on Russ a lot but there was a point this year where they won like six games straight and we all just kind of put our hands up we we're like i guess russ is cooking like, i guess I, he's back
1: yeah yeah i
0: mean he had one terrible year at the broncos but
1: the guy was very good early in his career uh, i mean he's always been a stable option and
0: pittsburgh would be such a good fit too with a good defense it really that's, would it's seattle wouldn't it's,
1: have to do a lot man yeah you just have to be better than kenny pickett
0: which is a very low bar at the moment yeah so okay but that brings me into what i'm saying very somewhat similar to the Bengals, in like their receiver room has two guys but this is just utterly different levels of talent okay i don't even know if george pickens is worth a massive extension but they don't have to worry about that for like two or three more years My concern is you look at their receiver room, they're paying Deontay Johnson $15.8 million. You can make an argument if that's worth it or not next year. I lean towards it's a little bit overpaid, but whatever. I'd eat that one. And we
1: make a break for him this year.
0: The big one, they have Allen Robinson next year. They are paying Allen Robinson $11.9 million.
1: Yeah, in 2024 that's
0: just not it. I mean, I don't remember who he even signed that original contract with, but like
1: Rams maybe.
0: Maybe the Rams. Rams
1: after after the Jags. That's what I'm thinking.
0: Maybe, but that was just one of the biggest busts, like fantasy busts like 3 years ago now. <laughs> like yeah. it's um and then you've got, you know, Outside of those two contracts, I actually have got some really good rookies on uh, small deals, and their future is bright if they can just figure out the quarterback position. Because you've got guys like Pat Fryer with George Pickens, Joey Porter, all on rookie deals, um, yeah. and it's 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 promising. Jalen Warren and Najee I think are still on their rookie deals. Jalen Warren for sure,
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely-
0: and so, yes, does this become an issue down the line of like, okay, we have to pay all these people? Yes. But in terms of next year, they have three guys they're paying 20 million to. And then they're paying 15.8 to Deontay. And then Alex Highsmith is next at 13.9. And in reality, there's mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys getting paid double digits of millions of dollars next year. This is a playoff team. Yeah, that's that's really good. Like that, it, it's it's an interesting conversation where it's like, okay, they don't have much cap space, but it's also like they're really you one positional, they're one position away. Like it, mm-hmm. people don't, I didn't until I started looking into this. I didn't really realize how bright they actually look mm-hmm. in the future. They're very much memeable, and it's like, oh, it's the Steelers. Their offense is horrible. Matt Canada, this Matt Canada, that Kenny Pickett, this Kenny Pickett, that, and it's like, okay, outside of Really, in my opinion, the Deontay the Deontay Johnson and uh Allen Robinson contracts, those are the only things I see here that are overpay. Everything else is a rookie deal. And it's mm. every other significant contributor basically is. You have a couple exceptions, Alex Highsmith, uh, and then you have TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, and Minka Fitzpatrick are your big three, which the we defense is their good. money. Yeah, they deserve yeah. their money, and the defense was good. And you went to the playoffs with this roster. And so the moves I foresee them making, and I'll close with it, the moves I foresee them making, doing something like signing Russ to a minimum deal, uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see a trade for a guy like, um, does. Just, ah, I'm 99% sure Justin Fields has one year left, right?
1: I'm so glad you brought that up. I actually was going to pose the question leading into the Bears segment of who would you rather have as a Steelers fan knowing Russ on a minimum, or you give up draft capital to get Justin Fields?
0: I would go Russ, as a, Russ on a minimum. I don't think Fields is worth draft capital. Us presuming, and I can double check this right now, but um, presuming that he's next year is his fifth year option. I'm going to double mm. check that. But
1: then they would be kind of handicapped financially speaking. I mean, I don't know what you'd have to pay Russ after this season, but I don't know if it would be around.
0: What but but I th- but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's room to make moves. Uh, this is his fourth year. He will be free agent unless the Bears pick up his fifth year option. Year, gotcha. Uh, which they need to do soon. I think. I think you have to do that before the. I don't know the exact date.
1: Pretty soon, free agent um, in
0: two weeks. So all that to say, like the the Steelers. To answer your question, I would not be willing to. Signing Russ to a minimum deal, I would lean that direction. Mm. Unless you know you're getting two years out of Fields, that's a really good question.
1: That is, it is. It's
0: tough.
1: Are you bought in on Fields, and do you have a plan to make him the franchise guy?
0: I think. Okay, so so here's the thing. In in my opinion, if you know what, I might switch what I just said. I I, I might go Fields. But it depends on what the capital is, like yeah, a two. Let's say a two and a three, two and next year. In this this April or like spread so, out
1: around that package, like a two this year, maybe a three next year. You know, a mid guy or something along that package.
0: Not not a first. But it's and like can I can I can I dump Allen Robinson? Prop. Can I dump Allen Robinson off with, <laughs> with with to the Bears? Hey,
1: hometown <laughs> return. Why not? Uh, uh, I mean, oh, I he, forgot. It's... That's
0: where he came. Did he go to the Bears?
1: Oh, dude, yeah. Actually, might have been where he originally came from. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. I
0: think it. he signed an extension with the Bears after the Jets went to the Rams. Yeah, they're not taking Allen Robinson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, a so two to three and a three, and I don't really think Fields is worth much else. Um, it's a big 50 50 question coming Bear, from the
1: Steelers fan base who drafts well,
0: they draft if it was. Well I'll everything. say, I will say this if it wasn't this year, I would consider doing it for just one first straight up. Hmm. Okay. If it was, if it was a 2025 or and on just a first for Justin Fields, Um, that's a risk I'd be willing to take. That's a pretty big risk, but I have a feeling the Bears would say, like, oh, he's worth a first-round pick. And I think I can make the case in my head that he, he is. I've been in the camp of Bears should just roll with Fields because that's where he wants to be, in the city's behind him and the locker room's behind him for months right. now. And I've said that multiple times. Um, and I, I just think that that's a guy who has just been in the worst situation possible and in a place with Mike Tomlin could be really successful. If he gets if he gets stability from a head coach and um, who do they hire as their OC?
1: I don't know the name exactly um, but it's better than Matt Canada. <laughs> can guarantee you that. I mean, it's definitely a more ideal scenario. Yeah, it's but... Arthur. It's Arthur
0: Smith. Never mind. I take. That oh, guess. yeah. Wow. How did I forget that? I I knew it was someone I knew it was a big name. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I knew it was a big name. Why would they? You, you know what? Everything I said about their bright future might be Dan Parnish at this point. Too. Hey yo, what maybe. What a won, horrible. Maybe hire. he gets his lustre back because that's how he got the Falcons'
1: job. Was he was just OC? Didn't have to overthink about the rest of the team. But given maybe what you saw this past season, especially out – maybe Ritter you're right. Some
0: guys, some guys are just better as a coordinator, and maybe if Mike Tomlin steps in and says you're going to play this guy at quarterback, yeah, uh, yeah, he doesn't throw have to. to he doesn't moves, have but... to. Yeah, he doesn't. yet yeah, throw it to George Pickens. <laughs> throw it <laughs> yeah. to Pat Fryermouth. Right. Um, I maybe maybe I'm not a hundred percent opposed to it. That Falcons offense. Got a lot out of Marcus Mariota, man. <laughs> like, that, that's kind of misusage I, of everybody else. That's yeah, sure. th- that's kind of where I like reside is like they did turn Cord- Cordero Patterson into like a fantasy superstar and won mm-hmm. like nine games. And this was the year I just think Desmond Ritter was just a bust and it didn't pan out. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's, didn't, I think I still lean fields. You definitely don't want a guy like Russ who's – I don't think Russ is going to want to play for Arthur Smith. That's kind of – He may
1: I, not. He he really yeah. may not. Um, And, yeah, I definitely see both sides of it. I, I think if you love Fields and you're willing to let him take the reins for a couple seasons, go get him, Um, especially if the package isn't crazy. Steelers have farther back picks in the draft this year. And, again, a team that we know can hit on later on picks. Maybe a cough up a first or two, whatever that may be. Well, um, it's but just I see the thing with, like, Russ, too. Russ, on a minimum, is a great add for anybody. Yeah, the and concern,
0: like you said, though, is the extension. And I think he, yeah. the, the Fields extension will be cheaper and he's younger. So there'll be more value there. Uh, for virtually – th- like, they're pretty close to the same player in my head. Like –
1: in right. terms yeah of like for yeah. Exact, like value if we had put like a money on it, it's like it's about as close as it gets. I mean, it's very split.
0: yeah and 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 with the fields deal, I think the fields is the better end of the deal. Yes, you have to give up draft capital, but you can get two years out of them by taking the fifth year option. and obviously this is a huge hypothetical deal, but you get two years out of them. Russ is like one year need to extend now. Fields is like, okay, two years at the worst, and then if he's good, yeah, he's good. Extend him. If he's bad, we're kind of in the same spot they are in today. And it's like, okay, well, then we'll just draft it. We need to just draft right. the quarterback. So does this d- does this hypothetical field trade, in my opinion, uh, somewhat extend the Steelers' mediocrity of winning records and making the playoffs and not winning a playoff game? Yes, but I think there actually is a lot more upside of Justin Fields than there is to Kenny Pickett at this point. So that's yeah. the debate that I have in my head of, like, it might be worth two more years. Yeah, ten, we're ten worth and the, eight, we're Ten the, and the, seven, yeah. nine and ten for, for the upside of, like, okay, maybe Justin Fields is actually a beast in the right spot with a, with some, you know, not the worst coaching staff in the league. <laughs>
1: absolutely yeah can't be much worse offensively
0: yeah um all right so we talked a lot about the bears justin fields we've gotten through the afc north kind of outlook of cap situations um i'll flip it to you what if you are ryan pace or poles it's poles, poles. ryan pace yeah a good good call out who's ryan pace why can't i not who is their old GM. <laughs> that's uh, right. that makes sense why am i yeah yeah uh Maybe ryan pole if you're ryan poles what do you do? You got the number one overall pick. Uh, Caleb Williams is out there. You've got people now saying that Jane Daniels might be the better prospect. Mm. Um, your thoughts. I just, I'm just going to
1: say trade it. Like I really, I think you're fine with fields and you can make this appear as if you might trade fields. In the sense of, you could spin this as like Ryan Paul's not having drafted Fields himself may go down swinging and take a quarterback that's his. Like he was there in Kansas City; that's where he came over from, when they took Mahomes and took that swing, and it really worked out. So you could pitch the narrative of, "Hey, we're going to take Caleb Williams. Uh, if you want Caleb Williams, come and get him," and you make that very known before free agency and all the quarterback slots start spilling up with, like, Russell Wilson. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I think, might just go back to Minnesota. Like, Baker Mayfield comes to mind. Jimmy Garoppolo's free agent. Um, before teams even kind of get that idea, try and get one that's going to overpay and rebuild the rest of your roster with not only the picks and the draft capital you got from Carolina and hopefully this deal, but the $70-plus million you have in cap space. I mean, you are sitting pretty – at least in the next two or three years. You may not see the immediate turnaround this season, but, man, that is a lot to work with. And I just don't believe in the way it feels to show. I just don't think starting over with Caleb Williams, as good as he may be, is going to get them that much better. I, I just you. don't see it. This team needs it, to fill up a lot more me. pieces than just quarterbacks. And when you got a guy that might be your guy, just roll with it. Take the team that will overpay and give you two to three first rounders, just like Panthers did with
0: DJ Moore as well. Thank Take you. Take that deal again. Thank you. You you could make the and we'll see where Jaden Daniels slides up in this mock draft or not. Uh you could make the argument that he might be there at nine, which is their second pick in the top ten. And if it's really like Fields isn't that guy and Caleb Williams is not as far out of everybody else as everybody's making it seem. Now, I do, I, I'm a number one believer in like uh, Pro Day hype is, I mean, the Zach Wilson fiasco, right? Oh, um,
1: yeah.
0: Right. So Pro Day hype is crap. Uh, I haven't liked Caleb Williams as a prospect. I like him as a prospect. I, I haven't bought into him as this second coming of you know peyton manning for a while <laughs> here like Tough um, to hear, man. yeah I, just because of the sheer odds of it and i just don't i don't know and you've got a guy that your city and fan base like for who's been losing which is weird um for chicago the locker room is clearly behind him you've got all this cap space and like you just said I do not think that Caleb Williams improves this roster by more than a win next year. If it's, yeah. if he, if he's on the team this year, right. I, they, I don't think they win any more games than they won. He's uh, not getting you a winning
1: record. That's my, like he's not getting this team to the playoffs, no yeah. matter what happens with that free agency money.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's very well said. And, and I just like, you've got nearly $80 million in available cap space. You are a, Popular free agency destination for a number of reasons right now. Um, The the amount of money they have to pay people is one. Two, they are very much recognized, in my opinion, as an up-and-coming roster, especially Mm -hmm. defensively. And it's a big market. And they're getting a brand-new stadium and new facilities in the next five years.
1: Mm. So,
0: you know, okay, five years. It is what it is. If I'm going to sign a three-year deal, I'm probably not going to see that. True. True. But that still matters in free agency, in my opinion. Like, I do think that people and, and players, if if I'm a free agent, right, and this is partially due to just kind of connections and, and people i have been around and how free agents actually think. If I'm a free agent and I'm picking a market to go to, uh, I am for sure not going to want to live in downtown Chicago. Like, that's just not very much like, The Giants play in Jersey. Right. So uh, and the Jets play in Jersey as well. So that game, the the Soldier Field is literally in the heart of the city, which is cool, but uh, they're overdue for this. And I would be very interested to see them uh, use this money and leverage that new stadium uh, in free agency. And then I would be very interested to see moving forward how uh, this just plays out with this Caleb Williams stuff. I agree with everything you said. I think it's definitely trade Caleb Williams. So, you know, it it is what it is.